Hello everyone and welcome back to Hayes Talk Podcast. Today I'm joined by... James. Alicia. Hi. Adrian. And me, Clara. You may notice that today we are joined by different hosts. This is because we are... Having a change of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, um, and there are no year 10s involved in the production of this episode of the yeah. podcast. Not at Hopefully, all. Hopefully, unless well, this goes all. wrong. Um, <laughs> unless this all goes wrong. Trigger would like to know that he is still here, just to supervise, because he does not trust us. This was like Fair. the fifth take or something. Yes. Our first topic of the day is Storm Isha. <laughs> what was that? Okay, listeners, I'm just going to introduce this topic and I hope they might start not laughing. Um, so, as you will all be aware, because I don't know, you were probably all here. I didn't know we had a firework in the room going. <laughs> a week ago, uh, there was a massive storm. Storm Isha is how I'm pronouncing it. I don't know that's right. But why don't you tell us a bit about uh, Storm Isha or Isha? Okay, so. <laughs> Storm Aisha comes to cause disruption, leaving thousands without power. <laughs> I don't know Something what I'm saying it like that. About, oh yeah, gales have reached over 100 miles per hour in places after wind warnings were issued by the Met Office on Monday. Ah, reportedly falling into an exposed manhole. Transport Scotland said a gust of 107 miles per hour recording at the Tay Bridge while the Met, while the Met Office is recording the highest wind speed is 99 miles per hour at Brisley Wood in Northumberland. Okay, everyone hear my crisp talking voice. It's not very crisp. It is. <laughs> you guys talk about your experiences oh of the storm. I literally just slept through really it. Windy. I was in a car. Like, the only time I, effect- I was affected, I was just in a car listening um, to music. I just heard it, like, five seconds before. It was annoying. All right, let's move on to- th- I've got some media recommendations. First of all is a book. The Secret Detective is basically about a murder on a boat. It's kind of sad, but it has a good ending. Then, The Three Keys by Kelly Yang, which is in a series, and it's about a motel. And the last one is Julian the Shark, and it's about a shark. Can I recommend one? Yes. I didn't bring it in, but it's this <coughs> book called Impossible Creatures, and it's like one of my favourite books. It's so fun. My granddad got it for me, and I finished it like within the, like two days that he got it. It was so fun, and all of the other ones as well. Has anyone got like any other recommendations? It could be like, Harry Potter. Well, in case, ones. in case you are somehow living under a rock and have never heard of it, Traitors on the BBC. <gasps> oh, it's oh, my God, oh my God! Yes, yes, yes! I swear. No, I watched. I was watching the first episode, and I asked everyone if they actually like watched it, and everyone was like, "What's Traitors?" And now I hear people saying Traitors all the time. Have you heard the, have you read, uh, not read, have you watched the um, Australian one? No. There's I've this guy that goes, can I have 30 seconds of your time? And he's like, he acts as if he's a traitor, but he isn't. So he's We not. need to explain what the traitors are. Basically, like, lots of people in hoods and they, like, expose other people as traitors. And kill them. Like, they don't actually kill them. Sometimes they lower them into a hole, but nobody actually dies. Wait, what? Oh, That's nice. my bad. <laughs> there are challenges that contestants <laughs> complete to earn money. <laughs> earn money because then for the prize pot yeah yes. if you've ever played among us it's very similar to among it's us it's extremely similar they should they should like wear like red i bet someone's like made an edited costume. version of traitors the downfall of modern gaming 
Now, um, uh, modern gaming, you know, it kind of sucks now for uh, very specific reasons. Money, that, money, money. Um, yeah, 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 like like money. Um, and it, it really just sucks because all the people are really greedy doing all of this. Nowadays, it's very difficult to find a game where you don't have at least five microtransactions to unlock some tiny part of the game. Or just like 15 adverts, and then like the X button oh, yeah, is so small. They're like when you when you move like one millisecond off the X button, it takes you to the app store, and like five different That's third party things. That's what happened to me. It just kept taking me to the app store. So microtransactions and loot boxes. Oh my god! Oh, so I had I had bad. an ICT lesson about this, and they were like talking about loot boxes, and we were like, we know what these are, and we know <laughs> that you have to pay for them. For those who so don't know, Adrian, could you please explain what a loot box is? Okay, so a loot box, let's say Stuff inside um, it's a box, box. but if you're, you're an actual real box. You're in, you're, you're playing uh, an old version of a Star Wars game that had loot boxes to get these, uh, these skins. And these skins were paid that for. That sounds That's so wrong if you problem. don't know what gaming is. Is it like, right, okay, so I play, I, I play this game called Gardenscapes. And in it, and we're no. sponsored. Oh, no, 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 no! Those games are the worst. Can you have like sell fifteen puzzles? Anyway, and in it, they had a little jar of gems, and they said I'd earn this jar of gems. But when I clicked on it, it said I had to pay five pounds to get it. Is that a loot box or is that something else? That is not a loot box oh. because that's a microtransaction. Yeah, but you have to a pay for it. It's wanting you to pay for it. It's tricking you. Okay, you and any of you guys listening who have fall, fallen victim to the uh game that doesn't actually have bad gameplay roblox it's terrible because of the microtransactions roblox no no what? yes pokemon unite it's not a bad game no roblox it roblox be better because they're like they all right have. you can have these five like game passes if you pay like 300 robux 300 robux is like 68 pounds or something so um it's just like oh my god okay this is where it starts the companies trick you by adding so many in-game currencies, and then they make you buy each currency, but then you use that currency that you bought for a terrible price to buy the different currencies that should not be worth that much money that you paid for. And then you use those to get like one hollow suit, which is basically just Fortnite skins. And Fortnite sucks because of the stupid skins and whatnot. Like, what if they just... I like the Yeti one. DLC is the fix to all of this. It's literally just one or two purchases and then you get the full game and you have a happy time instead of spending... On the editing, is there like a way... Parents credit card! (laughs) Oh my god! Have you done that I'm sorry. Um, there was a Disney game that I got, that I got, and I was like six years old, and I begged my dad to buy me some stuff with the in-game currency. My dad's really aware with modern technology, and he's a really good technology guy. That's how I'm. Oh, like that's how you always fix all the boards yeah. in lessons. You're like, you just gotta press F5 and destabilize this, and then the board works. Um, so I, I, I just bought these stupid gems to continue the story. Oh, is that the one where you can get, like, the tiny, like, 
It's like a theme Keyboard park things. simulator. Oh no, I don't know that one. Okay. I've seen that, but I've seen What kind of games were you playing when you were saying? It was like, fun, okay? Fair enough. Like, I saw my old friend play it, but anyway. Um, Your old friend? How old is he about? Like 68? <laughs> On top of microtransactions and loot boxes, uh, many companies also release very similar games every year for extortionate prices. And for one oh, example... Like rip off of Minecraft that you get for free and then it just like has... you go, Buy this to get Oh, is it this. like the circling world one on the picture? I was more like talking about FIFA, but... I would just like to say, when I was free, I had my parents, oh, no, not free, I must have been like five or six, actually. I had my parents' old iPhone 3G, and on it, I had the best game ever. Well, I thought it was at the time. It was a Power Rangers Samurai <laughs> game, and it was amazing. There were no microtransactions, no oh anything. You just go is in this, and you, buy, you defeat him. Uh, yeah, that's why I wrote, I miss Power iPhone. Rangers Samurai on your notes. Yeah, in the, uh, the note that Clara's referring the uh, note that Clara's referring to there is currently an all caps, all bold notes saying I miss Power Rangers Samurai iPhone game with an analogue. Clara had to go. Um we haven't discussed about loot boxes. Loot boxes okay, I'm going to use another Nintendo game, Mario Kart Tour, the game that makes kids gamble. Um with their parents' money. Really nice. Um, so basically, there are these loot boxes to get, oh my god, I can get Golden Mario with a 1 in 10 chance if I just pay for this extortion amount of money that I should not be paying with. So then they go on their, they just go on it, they pay, and it's like, and, and then they get like a common character. And then the kids cry like sad pandas. Then they get their parents' credit card again. And then they do it again and again and again. And it's basically gambling. And then by the end of it, they lost so much money! <laughs> I mean, that's Not basically. Sad. It's just gambling. It is! And then the DLC. DLC is the best. You just pay for it. Like, you pay, you pay for like a bundle of DLC or maybe two DLC. And then you just get the full game and oh, no freaking microtransactions to continue the story! <laughs> oh, that's very passionate that you are about that. Lovely. Okay, anyone else have any thoughts on this? <laughs> no. It's a form of drama. <laughs> uh, we're now joined by Anna, who has been producing but would now like to talk for this topic. Hi. Okay. Um, basically, um, the Sephora drama is basically about 10 year olds going into Sephora, like messing everything up, and there's a bunch of influencers ranting on about it on TikTok <laughs> and a bunch of social media. Um. <laughs> it's really funny how they ruin the stuff. Like, the makeup is like the skincare movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, they put like snot all over like makeup lids. Yeah, they go in and ruin all the testers and stuff. What I would do. And then they ask the stuff from the staff and then they don't actually use it. I no. <laughs> that was really epic. Yeah, it's really funny actually. What's this drunk elephant? There's a bunch of like little kids going in and like wanting a bunch of things that they don't need, like drunk elephant and guy recipe. <laughs>
Um, yeah. And then they ask, like, employees for stuff, and there's, like, I don't know how you say it, but it's, like, uh, retinol. Ret- retinol. Retinol. Yeah, that thing. Where it's, like, you don't need it until you like, got 30, like, in ages. And then, like, kids just go up and want it. Yeah. The hashtag Sephora Kids that has 30... 3,031.9 million likes on TikTok. Most of these videos are about adults complaining about kids wasting samples, being rude to employees, and spending large amounts of money on products for adults, like, you know, clean recipe or something. Whatever. <clears throat> Honestly, these kids are legends, because not to be... We do not endorse, endorse going in and ruining Sephora products. Yeah, um, yeah, no. yeah. Don't, uh-huh. don't do that. We should have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, uh, these kids are uh, not legends because they um, they do uh, they don't make they 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 make uh, people upset because they can't change their face because changing <laughs> your face is not nice because that. Is like plastic. I don't think they to do plastic stuff. No, I mean like changing your face with makeup. Girls, you're already beautiful without makeup. You don't need makeup. And need makeup. Watch, uh, watch the style theory or whatever. Makeup is toxic for you. He's don't retired now. <laughs> no, but makeup is, and also like you look fine without makeup. Not with makeup. Makeup looks you look make look you look like a fake person. Some people don't, they don't hate makeup, they just wear it because it may feel more comfortable wearing makeup, not because they want to change their face or have plastic surgery, they just want moisturiser. But they don't need to feel yeah, more but comfortable. They do. I can't live without my mascara. <laughs> my sister called me a Sephora kid. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's um. Was just in the background saying that she <laughs> confirming that she did indeed call Anna a support kid. Okay, that's, uh, uh, um, let's talk about drunk rhino. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kim Kardashian's <laughs> daughter. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> let's restart the segment. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, that's not related to this. Oh, dang. Hello. Um, with that from Mrs. Gordon's historical interlude. Yes, I've been off for a, for a couple of weeks um, because I'm so busy. But I'm back this week. Um, excitingly, the, the historical interlude that I've got today, because I love this. I love the West End Theatre. absolutely love it. It's like one of my most favourite things to do. Love a musical. And um, did you know, Jacob, that this week is was the first... Um, was the opening night of um, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera, which basically is the longest ever um, running musical in Broadway history. Oh wow! It's also the first ever musical. It's got the first ever musical that I went to see when I was eighteen. Yeah. Travelled all the way from Boston, Lincolnshire to London. I've never actually seen it in person. I've only watched the movie uh, adaptation of it. Oh, it's lovely, and they they get all these um, they get all these uh, candles when they're swimming across the lake to take her into the other side. They get all these candles. They come out, and there's a boat. Lovely. I really recommend it. Had uh, Michael Crawford in, who was also in Someone's Do Haven, but none of you will know that because you had to be like born in the nineteen eighties. 
So yeah, that's my historical historical interlude. I can't speak today. Lovely, thank you. That's okay. Moving on to a new subject. Where's it gone? I feel like we should just leave you. Just <laughs> upload this right as raw, now. unedited footage. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. When did it say drunk rider? That, that's separate. You'll find out when you read it. <laughs> no, we're going to go over drunk rider at some point. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Why don't we talk, you know? Are we... So, next uh... subject. Yeah, next subject! Rhinos! No, wait, what? Tetris. XL bullies, no. Tetris. Historical interlude, we should have put that Oh, uh, yeah. What's... La, 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 la. <laughs> History. What? Tetris. Yeah, we're on, we're on Tetris. Tetris. He was competing against the first guy, and um, this first guy. This first guy was like really, really epic. So, um, but the second guy was also really epic. Um, they were both really epic. In case you don't know what Tetris is, it's a game from, I believe, 1985, where you have to stack blocks together yeah. to make rows and clear them. So, a uh, 13 year old in Oklahoma is believed there, there, there's proof because no one else has really published anything that most people are aware of, that he is the first human being to quote unquote beat Tetris, because by beating Tetris, you have to get to the kill screen, which is basically crashing it. And in order to do that, you have to do some extensively hard things. And I remember these glitched levels, which are like, like they, they change the color and it's super hard to beat it. They have uh, uh, nicknames with the Tetris community, Charcoal and Dusk? Dawn? Something like that. And um, it basically, after this kid, uh, this kid got past Charcoal and Dusk, which is an amazing feat. And keep in mind, these blocks are falling at crazy speed, just bam, 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 bam. And he's having to do like mental calculations to do this all while thinking, okay, what if this is the what if this box my next move? What if this box? What if this box? Opening his mind up for every opportunity. Wait, no, it actually shows the block. I'm not that much of a Tetris nerd, believe it or not. Um, but this kid was a legend. Absolute legend. Um, he used this somewhat painful technique. Um, James, I'll pass it on to you. Okay, maybe uh, I should, okay. Um, he did this painful technique with the NES controller, yes, this is Tetris NES, uh, called rolling. He saw the first, um, he, he saw the game on YouTube where he posted a video of his triumph. He told the times, yeah. Um, after winning, after beating the game as it were, he proceeded to say, oh my god, yes, I'm going to pass out. I can't feel my hands. It was honestly, like, wholesome and epic to see his reaction. My, I'm just like, oh, this poor, I, I mean, this amazing kid who's feeling amazing. Yes, man, you did it! Even though I didn't see the full live stream. It, the, the, it seems really painful to do all that. And speaking of pain, the second guy who, the guy who beat Tetris, um, known as uh, Justin Yu, 
uh, otherwise known as Fractal 161, was the second man to beat Tetris, and he is absolutely epic. Um, while playing, he broke his thumb when uh, rolling or something uh, on the game, and that was not very nice for him. Second, who was, when was the first person, and when was the second person, I think? The second person was, like, maybe, like, three days after. Oh, and and the first and the second person were actually competing (laughs) head-to-head at the same time during live streams and stuff. So he, the, the, the second person, instead of crying like a baby, no, I didn't get to do it first, no, he was even more determined to just get that second place before anyone else could snatch it away from him. He was actually someone, Fractal161, who invented a lot of techniques. I think he made a rolling. He was really, really epic, because, like, he told, he, he made so many discoveries and techniques among the Tetris community, and it, it was just, you know, really, really epic. So then, this guy, he deserved it. He was the second person to beat Tetris. And now there's, like, three other people competing against him at the same time during live streams. And he's, like, hosting a live stream where all their live streams are in it. So they're, like, competing against each other. And everyone can just tune into that live stream. It's really epic. Next topic. Fine. (laughs) Next. The XL bullies being banned. The doggos. Do you want to start this bit? (coughs) Okay. Um, New rules for owning American XL bully dogs are being introduced in England and Wales. They must now be kept on a lead and muzzled in public. From February 1st, it will be illegal to own one without exemption certificate. Does anyone know what an American bully is? An American XL Bully is the largest kind of American Bully Dog. Other types include Standard, Pocket and Classic. The government has published guidance to help identify XL Bullies, which are not recognised as specific breeds by the UK Kennel Club. It describes them as large dogs with a muscular body and blocky head, suggesting great strength and power for their size. Male XL Dogs stand from 20 inches to 50. Are Pitbull's bully dogs? Are they? Yes. Okay, that's really good knowledge. I hope the Pitbulls don't come to the U- to the UK. You don't need to do this. I needed to shout because of the speaker. <laughs> I mean the quote-unquote bell. Because it is a bell. No, that is not what a bell it's, sounds yes. like. It is a bell. It's not, well, a, bell. It's not a bell, it's but it's what they use for a bell. Like. Next topic. Should we change the school bell? <laughs> Please <laughs> do. <Yes. laughs> okay. Um, it did used to be different. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, before, yeah it sounded like a fire. Before those two joined. <laughs> it was like, really different before you guys joined. But then it wouldn't always ring in some parts of the school. Yeah. It was only that in M block and L block. You'd get a bell in the rest of the day and you'd get one. Also, it like evaporates my eardrums when I'm close to one of the speakers. Like, I'm just chilling, walking. Ah! And it's like in a small room, it's just echoing everywhere into my ears.
Adrian, I think you're exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back. Let's go back to the dogs now. Yeah. <clears throat> dogs will be considered bully XLs if they meet the maximum minimum height and substantial number of other characteristics. The government says XL bullies typically live. Wait, what? Eight to thirteen years. Okay. Uh, there is no official statistics of for how many for how many are in the UK. How how does the American bully XL ban work? Ownership of American bully XL dogs is being restricted under the Dangerous Dogs Act of 1991. Since the 31st of December 2023, it's been against the law to sell, give, abandon or breed an XL bully. They must be kept on a lead and muzzled in public and soon it will become a criminal offence to own one without an exemption certificate. Ooh. Anyone choosing not to keep their XL bully must take it to a registered vet to be euthanised. Euthanised. <laughs> euthanised by 31st of January. They can claim up to £200 in compensation and Scotland will introduce similar restrictions. This could sound really silly, but what does euthanised mean? Uh, being euthanised or euthanism is being when a dog or, or any animal in general, uh, a dog or animal's life is ended for various reasons. This could be due to a terminal illness or, in this case, them being dangerous. So if you have a dog, you have to hand it in, put it down. Mm. <clears throat> Unless it's a puppy, because then it says that you have to wait until it's one and then you hand it in. You wait until it's one and then you... You could just lie. Just say it's a big dog, That's but it's only like three months old. But don't you have to have a certificate to say, oh, my dog is one year old. I think you can get exceptions and you don't have to kill them all. Yeah, yeah, they, oh, you can yeah. get exemptions if you can, like, prove that they're... That they're not dangerous and you're going to keep them on a muzzle or something. Yeah. Don't worry, they're not killing every dog or anything. Um, I would like to note that when I suggested this topic, I did not realise that they would all have to be euthanised. <laughs> did you know that 13 years in dog years is 74 years old? Um... Wait, no. <laughs> Are you using the multiply by seven? <laughs> I didn't. I looked it up. Dog age, 13. Human. Oh, wait, no, I didn't do it right. My brain is kind of malfunctioning today. It, it Sorry, guys. As to how long it will live. Yeah. Like my dog's average age of death is eight. Oh. Mine's 10 to 15. I don't know. Actually, it depends on which. Mine's which 20. Well, you don't have a dog. Longer than you think. I might have fish. You might. We don't know whether they're alive or dead, to be honest. They sort of just exist peacefully in the pond, eating the plants. I wonder if fish have unique ears like dogs, because then they could live for years and years, like 74 years would be one year. Have you ever seen a fish that lives 74 years? No, but I mean, one, 74 years would feel like one year for them. So really, they're living a lot longer than you think they do. Okay, so uh, we're now joined again by Mrs. Gordon and James um, to talk about 
uh, the TV show that has gotten Britain like in a craze, and that is Traitors. Except you know the person, you, we, you'll find this really bizarre. Do you know the person who really doesn't like the Traitors? Who? Mr. Harvey, he told me today. I was, I was like, Mr. Harvey, what are you doing? What are you saying? How can you not like the Traitors? He doesn't like it because Mr. Harvey, this is a, this is a, this is some information on the podcast. It's like a, it's like a exclusive piece of information. Mr. Harvey and myself and Miss Besson actually, we all love a board game. We love a board game, and we used to years ago sometimes play board games with Mr. Douglas as well. And he doesn't like Traitors because it's like a board game that he used to play called Mafia, and he feels that the whole concept has been completely ripped off of this board game so he's really not happy about it but I love the traitors it's literally it's addictive it's the best thing it's one of the best things I've ever watched in my life Um, so the last episode we all watched was uh, Wednesday the 24th so uh, we're recording just before the final takes place which is these few weeks have gone so fast just like focusing on traitors yes it's crazy Um, how do you feel about the traitor situation at the moment so traitors obviously that we've got we've just had got rid of ross yeah and he's left that easter egg hasn't he yeah the annoying thing is because ross quite rightly said to harry that if they manage to get a faithful out at the round table and then kill another in the night then the number of traitors and faithfuls would be equal and they would be guaranteed a win yeah which is really annoying because now andrew's in the firing line Yes, I also, I don't know though if Andrew has the, I think he's cracking a little bit under the pressure of being a traitor and I think that he's always been a man where he's played in team sports and where you've always wanted to win and you've been working together as a team and I feel for him that this idea of being a traitor and being against everybody else is sort of, yeah, kind of making him go a little bit I do feel sorry for Andrew, like, feeling like he was forced into recruitment. And that is an element of it, that when they pick someone, they're just going to kill you if you don't say yes. So Yeah, it's really, really hard, isn't it? I also think as well, I also feel that... I also feel it's hard, isn't it? Because they get rid of really clever traitors to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Like the chess man, he was on to all of them, wasn't he? He knew. Do you know what, though? Do you know who I think has real hidden depth and I think is playing a really clever game? Who? Jazz. That's what yes. I was thinking. He's been on to all the traitors for yeah. ages. Everyone. And was it? He, he has mentioned Harry, I'm sure yeah, of it. Yeah. And he's like on to all these different traitors and everyone else is just like, no, no. But from the very beginning, he's known. Do you think it's because... I was talking to my mother about this yesterday because Mrs Singleton also loves the traitors. I was, I was wondering whether it's because he has been betrayed before so he knows how easy it is to believe somebody who's lying to you if somebody lies to you like but also somebody that you really like and that you really love and that you think's a really top stand-up guy actually you you kind of trust them because you think they're really nice don't you yeah you do it's yeah i don't know i I, initially i hated paul and I loved Harry, 
But now I kind of wish Paul hadn't gone and Harry has. He's just kind of gotten to this stage yeah. of like cockiness that yes. he's just like, I, I, I am the traitor and Andrew's just like a little the baby, baby traitor. traitor. It's the traitor. baby traitor. The man is literally, the man has a child who is the same age as Harry. I'm like, you can't call him a baby traitor. He's basically old enough to be your father. I feel sorry. I think though that Harry, because you know, Paul had got like really like, he was really arrogant and he was he like, was, oh, look how popular I am. I think that that's bred when you're good, when you, and I think Paul's downfall was he got overconfident, didn't he? Yeah. And he believed he was really popular. And it all went wrong with that dungeon, didn't it, when they yeah. went into the dungeon. But I feel Harry's like that now, where he kind of believes his own hype. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a problem with the traitors. It's almost like if you want to be a traitor, you're the worst ones to be a traitor, in yeah. a sense. Because in the end, you just think you're so good at it and you are like like such an amazing traitor. Because you can control the game. Exactly. Like, if you think about it... The faithfuls haven't got the traitors out. The no. traitors have got the other traitors exactly. out. So the traitors control the game. What would you want to be if you were on traitors? Would you want to be a faithful or a traitor? I would need to be a faithful. I, I couldn't be a traitor. No. I'd like find it too hard. I would just say, no, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm a traitor. Vote me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't be one. And then, like, if you got to the end and they were all so happy that they thought they'd won and then suddenly you're like, no, actually, I won. I get all the money. It must be really difficult because that's what the man said. Did you watch last series? Yes. Yeah. Because that's what Wolf said, didn't he, last year? Yeah. He said, actually, I'm really pleased because I don't know if I could have taken the money. No, yeah. exactly. I, I don't think, realistically, a traitor can win because they're, they're just voting them out. I don't see that... That they'll crack when it gets to the end. I hope that they have like enough humility. Exactly, they have a moral conscience. Well, but... I have the traitors board game at home. I got it for Christmas. It's a board game. Yeah, there's a traitors board I'm so game. Jealous. Yes, I got it. And me and Miss Besson and uh, her partner and my husband played it on New Year's Eve. Um, we loved it. It's little blindfolds. It's really great. And I had the role as traitor, and oh. I was useless. <laughs> useless um yeah it's crazy but it's taken what what a woman is claudia winkleman yeah i know oh my gosh she's iconic and did you know this is another uh, thing that i learned yesterday she had to be persuaded to do another series yeah, i was watching her on graham norton on new year's eve actually, yeah and um, she was talking about how she was actually like no i don't think we should do this we should just take success from last time because she was worried this wouldn't yeah. be as such but it has been. Yeah, I think they're just going to get as many seasons out as fast as possible. Well, thing is, and this Jacob is going to cause a because this goes back to our other um, our other interlude that we had with our Strictly interlude. Yeah. People are very worried, aren't they? She's going to leave Strictly. Yeah, there there are there are all these rumours, and there was talk about it. She there was she was hosting a BBC Radio Two program, and someone thought she'd said it. And it yeah. But my thing is. That I can't remember where I heard it, but I know her and Tess have some agreement that they won't go unless they've been like yes. forced out. And I don't see how you could actually leave Strictly. Like, I know there are people who have stopped watching it because it's just become monotonous. But every year, my whole family's like, oh, it's not going to be as good at this year. And by the time we're in the final, we're like properly into yes, it again. You really do get into it. Although this year, I think that because I kind of knew Ellie and Vito were going to win, yeah. I was a little bit like... That, that was the thing. Mm. 
I think they were wrong to put in. Le- sorry, like strictly interlude. Yeah. I think they were wrong to put in Leighton in the key Leighton in at all because he had been had dance experience yeah, exactly. which made him immediately unpopular with the public. There needed to be someone else who was as good as Ellie and Vito, but didn't have dance experience. Yes, but do you know this? And actually, I can swing us back to the traitors interlude. This is this is a really good segue. Because what I really like about the traitors is that you don't have... They deliberately pick people, don't they, who have no desire to be famous. Yes. So, like, last year they picked, um, like, all the people, but they picked the man who is Dynamo, you know, Dynamo Magician. They picked the pink hair man. They picked him, didn't they? And he is... Um, a magician so they kind of said that he knows how to read people and that's why they picked him and they deliberately go for like people who work in strategy games and chess players and things like that which i really like because it's not about being famous it's about playing the game i think that's where other versions have gotten it wrong like i watched the first episode of the american one yes on bbc iplayer because they've got american and the australian one on there and I could not get into it. Firstly, no Claudia Winkleman, which was just like a no-go. And I and it was things like they had some half of the cast were minor celebrities. Yes. And I was like, yeah, but they know how to act in front of the camera. It kind of gives them an unfair Because Ekin Sue from Love Island's on it, isn't she? Yeah. And she's just, she's just, I've seen clips of it on um, Instagram just because it's on the Traitors TV or whatever. Yeah. And she just is coming across as a bit of a, like a bumbling fool and yes that might be her game plan but equally i'm not entirely sure that it is yeah uh, apparently i don't know if either of you heard but uh, someone's managed to find a clip of paul on deal on no deal like years ago no yeah apparently there's a clip of him what? from deal, deal on no deal. deal yeah the boxers with no yeah. ornaments really yeah, apparently <laughs> did he win i don't know Oh, I wonder how much money he won. I wonder which box he opened. Wow. We'll have to find it. Maybe we can yeah. find that for yeah. next time. Yeah, well, well I've, um, I'm going to throw this in now and then it's on, it's on, um, it's on tape, as it were. I mean, I'm, I'm up for a Gladiators interlude next time. Yeah, I, I will try and watch Gladiators and try and get my head around. I've got no idea what it is, to be honest. Jacob, so I'll have to watch it. Jacob, you will be all over it. Are <laughs> you okay. a Gladiator? I, I, I will watch Gladiators and next time we'll, we'll finish talking about Traitors and then we'll go on to Gladiators. Yes. Yes. But I'm thinking we need to do at some point, long term, a special edition of the podcast where we get a copy of the Traitors board game and the hosts play Traitors. Oh, I'd be all over that. Yeah. We'd be, I'd be all over that. And maybe we can have a special guest appearance from Miss Besson. Yeah. Okay. We, we need to do that at some point. We need to all sit down, get Traitors and play Traitors for the podcast. Um, let me I'll, I'll i'll talk to miss besson for you and we'll get it booked in we'll, we'll arrange it so yeah. that's something to look forward to listeners a special edition of us trying to play traitors you, you'll love it you'll love it so, oh thank you yeah well this has been great yeah just one final thing on traitors i think that the only way that the traitors could win is if they work together and stop voting each other out like at the first opportunity i think it's hard because i think yeah. if you are a traitor it increases you have to be, you can't be loyal to anybody, can yeah. you? The problem is, I was watching it on, it was Wednesday night's episode, and it was how, I can't remember her name, but she was defending Ross to everyone. Oh, Jasmine. Thank you. Yes. And she was defending Ross to everyone. 
and then suddenly now everyone started looking at her because she was in defence of Ross and it was the same thing with Ross to Paul because Ross was really defensive And it was Paul. either really clever play or really stupid play by Harry yeah. and I can't actually, in my own head, I can't work out quite which it is that they recruited Ross. Now, I think Harry recruited Ross because he thought Ross would be really good at it. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Ross had all the heat on him and he literally, he was a traitor for a day. Yeah, and, and he and he was or he was against the traitors because of what they then murdering Diane, his mum. So. Exactly, and it's uh, yeah. So, I I was I, there's no spoilers. I was hoping it was going to backfire in the next episode. Can't tell you whether it does, but obviously we'll be able to discuss that next time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I can't wait for our next traitors interview. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for having me again. It's been lovely. Yeah, thank, thank you for coming on. Next topic. Rhino species are saved. <coughs> a fertility breakthrough has offered hope for saving the northern white rhino from extinction. There are only two of the, of the animals left on the planet. Scientists have achieved the world's first IVF rhino pregnancy, successfully transferring a lab-created a lab created rhino embryo into a surrogate mother. For those that don't know, IVF stands for in vitro fertilization and is when an egg cell is fertilized outside of an animal's body and then planted back into a uterus. That's probably unnecessary detail. James, you're very knowledgeable. <laughs> you, this is the sort of thing that you get taught in um, year eight. Where's the Esther Really? Yeah. I've got no recollection of that. Sorry, Miss Pearson. <clears throat> I thought it said rhino species died instead of saved, so don't judge me for saying ah. Yeah, you went aww. No, I went aww. Yeah, I thought it was a wholesome <laughs> No, it was a aww. They, they died. The next step is to repeat this with the northern white <coughs> embryos. To achieve the first successful embryo transfer in a rhino is a huge step, and said Suzanne holds. A scientist at Leb Leibniz Institute for Zoo and Wildlife research in, research in Germany, which is part of the Biorescue Project, an international con consor consortium, try consortium trying to save the species. Um, Professor, I think it's Kid Hedel Brander. It's like, you know, Linda, it's spelled like that. <coughs> um, he said that, or she, that we want to preserve the social communication, the social heritage of the northern white rhino by putting the first calf on the ground so that they can learn the language from the last two rhinos and they can learn how to behave from them. Our final topic of the day is the conflict in Yemen. Now, you may have heard about conflict in Yemen between rebels, the US and the UK, but what's actually been happening? Um, not, uh, so, not everybody really knows, but we're going to find out right now. Um, leaving to you, uh, don't know your name. Thank you. Um, <laughs> 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 the 
US and UK have conducted a fresh series of joint airstrikes against how do you spell Houthi? Houthi. Houthi targets in Yemen. The Pentagon said Monday strikes hit eight targets, including underground storage site and a Houthi missile and surveillance capability. The Iran-backed Houthis have been targeting ships, they say are linked to Israel and the West, that travel through the important Red Sea trade route. The US and UK said that they were trying to protect the, fleet free, the free flow of commerce. A joint statement by the Pentagon confirmed an additional round of proportionate and necessary strikes against the Houthis. The statement added, Our aim remains to de-escalate tensions and restore stability in the lives and the free flow of commerce in one of the world's most critical waterways in the face of continued threats. So, uh, Jake Fenwick Reed, Hayes Herald political correspondent here, who is technically not supposed to be here at the moment. Yeah, he's been told specifically not to. <laughs> yeah. By someone who is also sitting in the back and has spoken. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah, you should... I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about a load of stuff other than this, because I'm coming on in my capacity as a political correspondent, not as podcast host. Not that, but you know. Anyway, um, so uh, you guys are talking about what's going on in Yemen. So basically, there have been Houthi rebels uh, hijacking some ships that are going to Israel. Uh, so Houthi is like its organisation based in Yemen right and they've been hijacking certain ships that are heading for israel and the us and uk have like bombed um some houthi bases to try and stop them from hijacking ships uh, so i think the ones you're talking about there are the second campaign of airstrikes they've launched um the thing is um houthis are doing this um what they claim they're doing it in kind of solidarity with the palestinians in gaza and against what's been going on uh, with um, Israel invasion, which you'll be able to read all about online. Uh, but yeah, basically, the US and UK, along with allies like Australia and Canada and Bahrain, have all um, basically tried to stop this because it's having a major impact on global trade because certain ships don't want to like go up there if they know that there's a risk of hijacking. They'll take more expensive, longer routes. But yeah, that's all I'm allowed to say. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jacob. Bye. The listeners probably will miss you. The next thing we have to do is actually say goodbye. Wait, no, no, no. Bonus facts, bonus facts, okay? Get ready. Guess what? On the Tetris thing, you actually get 999999999 score when you get the kill screen. And guess what? You should get a 2DS or a 3DS because in 2024, via hacking, it's still amazing. Um, yeah. Go watch Sephora rants on TikTok, it's oh, yeah. really funny. And watch the skincare smoothies where they throw them on the floor. Start a New Year's resolution that's a little late to not use Gen Alpha Slime. To what? Not use Gen Alpha Slime. No. We went over this, like skippity toilets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I thought that wasn't going to be. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. 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 Hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a nice day or night. Bye. Clara says goodbye. Yeah, in spirit. Yeah, in spirit. Toodles. And here is a bonus from Adrian.
Galileo's not here, and you guys haven't really heard his amazing raps in a while. Even though I hate songs with words with all my heart, um, I'm going to sing for him because that's what friends do. They sing for each other when others can't. Galileo is not dead, listeners. Don't worry. <laughs> I promise you, he is alive and well. So is Mateus and Clara. They just sat out of this because this is like a, a special edition practice thing. Yeah, special. Wow. Okay. Um, My name is Galileo and I like a Cheerio. My parents didn't adopt me. <laughs> Keep going, that's okay. I like what it's like after lobotomy. <laughs> I Keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, I listen to the rules, and you should too. Because if we all do that... And it's good for you. <laughs> that is going in. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I put this mic after the bottom. <laughs> Have you not got another verse? <coughs> you all spent. And you know what? It's good if you follow the rules, cause. When you grow up, you could be counting your jewels. <laughs> I swear, when he tries to get employed later in life, they go through everything he's posted on social media and find this. Count jewels, everyone. And my uh, and the people who may hire me, uh, this is a high from me to you, because um. Bumblebee. Because I got stung by a bumblebee. Ah! Uh, <laughs> yeah! Ah! Uh, well, boom! Ah! Uh, 